Well, there, hello there, everyone. Welcome to the NDC Savings Club Radio Show Hour. And again, everyone, this is the NDC Savings Club Radio Show. Um, I am your host, Alex Acuna, and that great song was Wake Up Everybody by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, going back all the way to 1975. So again, uh, great song. If you get a chance to listen to it, it talks about how people are awakening up. And it's interesting how the consciousness is beginning to wake up people and people are beginning to see. And along with wakening up, it's pretty incredible that we also have the technology behind us right now with the Internet and all the technology that people are able to share their stories, start telling what's been happening, and it's getting, the world's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So again, uh, it's a great thing that's happening. I think great evolutions or revolutions are going to be happening in the future. So again, uh, let all of us be prepared for that. Um, what is the, the show about, the NDC Savings Club? Well, it starts off by helping people save money on their health care. And that's really important because, again, health care is, you know, what we need uh, to, to deal with these situations, these stressors, and we can't be falling apart physically, mentally, and emotionally in reference to our bodies. And health care, for me, is the most important thing that you can do. Uh, there's great shows all over, uh, great resources, definitely here on PRN and on Gary Null, they talk about, and others, talking about great ways to take care of yourself, to take care of your health, take what nutrients and studies that are out there helping you, you know, develop and take care of your health. So, again, for me, healthcare, it is so important. And of course, detoxifying, eating the right foods, uh, get rid of GMOs, vaccination, all the stuff that we are aware of. And more important, I always like to tell people to please share this with your friends and family and neighbors. Um, you know, I do, and I know you guys do, and we all get the flack for it. You know, we all get... You know, we all get look like we're crazy and we all, you know, they look at us, especially at gather, uh, family get-togethers and, and uh, you know, we try to say things to people and we're the crazy ones, which throughout history has been showing that we, the crazy ones, have always been right. 
they always been wrong. But again, it's part of, you know, keep pecking at them. And like the dam, you know, you keep pecking at the dam until the dam breaks. So again, you know, you just keep doing what we do. And this is our responsibility. This is what is driving us. Because again, by telling people overall would help all of us, even ourselves. So definitely tell everything to your friends and family and neighbors. Uh, you know, send us great shows and, uh, you know, tell people about it. So again, like I mentioned before about healthcare, that's the most important thing. You know, because healthcare, you can make money, you know, because again, you know, this whole system is driven by money, materialistic, and we need to work to make money. But if we lose our health, then we can't make money and then everything breaks down. So for me, health care is so important. And that's what this NDC Savings Club is all about. It's a, it's a resource. It's a website. It's like a directory for free that you can go and look around. And there's like over 75 different benefits or more that you can look around and see what you want to save money on. So again, please go to the site, ndcsavingsclub.com, and please share this with your friends and family and neighbors about this great resource, and it's free. Now, uh, I also believe that healthcare does it in many different other ways, and definitely energy is the most important thing because we are made out of energy. Everything is energy. So I, I came up with a series called the the 40 flows of energy systems. And again, this is a whole series, an ongoing series. Uh, I think I'm up to my 23rd or 24th part of this 40-part series on energy. So again, it's really interesting. Uh, it's probably the only one that I know of like where so you can go and learn about topics like magnets and like acupuncture and crystals and auras and chakras and meridiums and chi and yin and yang and chiropractic. As you're beginning to hear, these are all things to do with energy. So I've done half-hour shows on each of these topics and again, you can go in the archives and, and look at it on PRN or definitely here on NDC Savings Club. I also have an archive there. And then this way you can listen to these shows. So if you want to learn about auras, I, I have people, I have the top people in the country and in the, in the, and in the globe talking about these specific topics. And again, it, it's, it's a kind of a nice overview of the topic and how does it deal with energy so again that's the topic some of the other ones we've done it would be on yoga and meditation on Krillian photography on music and sound you know reflexology uh, last week was on homeopathic so again, this has to do with energy. I also did a really great interview uh, with Gary Knoll on living foods and what you know what kind of energy foods have and how they help us. And again, all this has to do with health. I mean, it's really important that you know uh, there's so many different 
aspects of energy. And so far, if you look at the description and what I put up here is 40 energy systems. And again, I think I've done like 23 or 24 of them. So again, um, you know, tune in the previous shows so you can learn about energy. And then again, you might want to share this with friends and family and neighbors about these shows. And then tell them also about the savings club, that they can help them save money. And people are now, you know, looking, you know, a lot more now for helping ways to help them save, to save money. So again, this, um, you know, show that I've done, like I mentioned before, last week's show was on homeopathy and how is it medicine or magic? And again, you can listen to that show and basically it is both and it has to do with energy. The incredible thing about homeopathy is that there's nothing there, but there is something there. And when we did the show, you can definitely listen in on it. And they talk about how, you know, how we people might have a perception of things because we can make things happen within our mind. But the interesting thing with the homeopathics was that in England and in, 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 in Britain, they were using homeopathic remedies in the water supplies for farm animals and especially for cows. And they were talking about how they have udder infections, you know, where the milk comes out the udder in uh, a yearly basis on a small farm. They were getting, they had like maybe 80 cattle or so, and every year they would have like 50 or so infections uh, with these cows. Well, they put this homeopathic remedy in the water, and again, it's just water to water, that's what homeopathic is, and they were saying that their infection rates went down to like six. Instead of 40 to 50 infections, they went down to six. The interesting part about that is that here you have, you know, animals, cows, they're not influenced by, you know, what they, you know, what the psychological thing in their minds. They don't know any better. So here's a here's a vibrational medicine that's put in their water, and then these infections uh, get chopped down a lot from 40 to 50 to down six. I mean, that's a huge uh, cut down. And this is something that, you know, kind of goes along that's proven that something is happening. And also, most of the world kind of uses homeopathic. And the reason for medicine is because it is inexpensive. It's cheap. So here where our medications are so expensive, you know, even that could be subliminal. You know, with your mind as well, that you know might help you heal. But here's a here's a remedy homeopathic that kind of takes that away. Use them in farm animals, and they're getting better. So again, listen to the show. Again, that was the, the previous show, and and you can you know make your you know your conclusions and try it out. I, I will say this: that uh, my daughter has autism. Like a lot of people, if you guys are aware, and I'm in the process now of recovering her. And one of the therapies we're using is homeopathics for my daughter. And these are for viruses because these vaccinations have 
heavy metals in there and viruses in there as well. And God knows what else is a cocktail. God knows of stuff in these vaccinations. So one of them is definitely, you know, viruses. And I will say this, um, that my daughter is doing amazingly well. I mean, she's a complete different person now from this whole treatment. And one day I'll, I'll talk about what we're doing. One of the main ones is homeopathic. It's a homeopathic remedy from France, and it helps with viruses with these for these autistic kids. Uh, I've been doing it now for like five months or six months, and definitely, besides some other stuff, but definitely uh, it, it is a big difference to my daughter in reference to her autism. So again, um, you know, it, it's amazing. So again, that that's why I wanted to do that show on homeopathic because I, I see it personally. And again, those cows and those animals saw it themselves personally too. They weren't getting sick, and the farmers saw that as well. So again, as you can see here, it's things that you can try, and they aren't that expensive compared to conventional medicine. I mean, you wind up in an emergency room, in a hospital stay, it can cost you minimum of a thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars again how long you stay but a minimum emergency room stay going to the emergency room might cost you two to five thousand dollars if you have to stay in the hospital forget it it'll probably cost you twenty to fifty thousand dollars so again it's ridiculous it's beyond belief but that's the system so again um that's why I'm, I'm suggesting to people to take care of their health. You know, definitely 100%. Um, do whatever you can. Eat organic. Uh, stop eating the, 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 the meats. Um, and start you know, drinking clean water and looking at your environment. So again, as you can see, uh, you know, this work on RN to take care of ourselves and also to take care of our family, you know, our wives and our kids, and um, you know, and also share this with your friends, your family, and your neighbors. So again, I I I think that you know it's kind of karma, and if you throw it out there again with energy, I really believe that if you throw out good, then good comes back to you. Um, and that's the whole thing with energy, you know, whatever, um, you know, whatever you do comes back to you. So, you know, um, you know, think of it this way, you know, energy is energy, like yin and yang, where every action is the opposite reaction. So, and we dumb shows on this before too, with, you know, your thought and all, if you're always, you know, thinking negatively, and destructively and hatred and envy and jealousy and stuff, then that's a whole energy field that you're throwing out there, which is not good. And you're basically focusing on people. So it's not good because it comes back to you and it hits you 10 times more than whatever you did to someone else. So whatever you do comes back to you. So again, you know, that that's really important. Uh I personally let things be. I have no hatred and you know, 
I, I let the universe or God do what has to be done. I'm just here as an observer, a witness to life and just to enjoy life. And and whatever is done bad to me or you know, or envy whatever, then that's okay. You know, I don't give it any energy because there is no and and it's like bouncing back to someone. If you don't give it any age energy, it bounces back to someone much harder. So again, but you if you absorb the energy and you're being bothered by the energy, you can see how it weakens you up. Um, a couple of uh, weeks ago, um, I was having lunch by myself and and eating at a Thai restaurant, and I and I was there eating, and um, next to me, like a, a table down, whatever, like two tables down, there was a couple, uh, and they were kind of fighting, and they were kind of I guess breaking up or something and and I was like maybe not too far from them I was maybe within six to eight feet of them or maybe six feet of them six to eight feet the most and you know you kind of hear it and you know and and, and they were fighting the woman was kind of crying on the side and stuff and you know me eating there you know, and seeing what was happening, it really drained the hell out of me. It made me sad, and it made me like, you know, and this is just, they're, they're sharing their energy and going through their fighting and, and sadness and the women crying. I mean, all of us maybe have experienced this, and this is complete strangers and how it, you know, how it drained me. And, you know, and... And I wanted to go sit somewhere else, but you know how we are. We try to be okay. And I sat there until, you know, until they left. You know, they left, and it was, you know, a sad thing going on. And people fight. I mean, that's the reality of life. You know, nothing is always perfect and happy and all that. No, you, you know, life is like the Buddhas, I agree. Life is pain. And and once in a while, you have bubbles of happiness. So that's when you enjoy the most you enjoy those times that you're happy because they don't come along that much. Most of it is struggling and fighting and surviving, and that's what life is, pain. And once in a while you get your, I call them bubbles of, of time of happiness. And that's where you say, well, I'm in this time frame that's kind of happy, and then you savor that and, and remember that, and you can always go back to it. That's why I say it's like a bubble of time. You can always go back to the happiness. But like I was saying in reference to the couple, you know, when they left, I felt, again, I felt okay. I felt back in balance. And again, like I'm saying, energy, you know, and you guys can probably all relate to this. You know, when you feel uncomfortable, someone doesn't feel right, or something's wrong, you sense it. And it starts from your gut from your stomach you feel it and then and then goes up to your heart and i done those shows on chakras and learn about that which is true that's where it comes from you know my heart hurts when you break up with someone or someone dies like your heart is broken that's where in your heart is your chakra it is broken you feel it in your heart 
you got a bad feeling about someone or you're nervous or you're scared, you feel it in your stomach. And again, this is the shows that I've done on energy and chakras, meridians, and and see how that can help. And let's say crystals, how you can diffuse that energy. So again, as you can see here, you know these are realities of us. That's energy. Uh, slowly, science is beginning to come up with equipment to start reading these energy fields and stuff. Just because, you know, scientifically it's not there yet, but it slowly is going, you know, then we can just assume that it is real, which I would say to you guys 100% it is real. Uh, the same thing if, if you can say about science. Um, they completely didn't believe about acupuncture, even though it's been around for like 7,000 years. Now, until recently, they're accepting it and quantifying it. So again, or love and and touch, you know, therapy. You know, the, you know, these are real things. We don't need science to tell us that it's real. No, it is real. You feel it, and go by yourself, your gut feeling that thing, these things are real. You know, and for me, I always tell people, go by your heart. You know, because it's telling you. It's telling you, you know, and within this energy fields, what's best for you. So again, as you can see, that there's a lot here. You know, that we have to start taking into consideration. So, uh, one of the one of the uh, topics for today, in about about another uh, five minutes or ten minutes from now. We're going to be talking about energy, and we're going to be talking to um, Dave Stetzer. And what is he? Well, we're going to be talking about electromagnetic frequencies, EMF, electromagnetic frequencies or, or fields. And these are, again, like I was saying, these are energy fields produced by electricity, you know, wiring, and electricity goes through all our houses and our homes and our business, and they create also electromagnetic fields around them. And this is not normal. We never had this before. Maybe within the last hundred years or so, if you start thinking about it, you can start seeing if we go back a thousand years ago or we go back 2,000 years ago with Christ and all um, we had no electricity everything was kind of organic and natural um, and you go forward in time and now we're in the year 2017 so we go uh, 2016 and you go back towards um, towards um, the year 1900 or so when electricity kept going further and you know uh, uh, Edison and we started going forward you can see how we start creating all kinds of pollution in our atmosphere 
invisible frequencies that we can't see, we can't taste them. Uh, so there's instruments that's able to read them, and these are polluting to the environment, much like you know coal mine, you know pollution from automobiles and all that. Like back in in the late 1800, 1900, you saw New York and all the major cities. There were just you know you you couldn't look you couldn't look out you know the window and seeing all the smog and pollution. Well, that was something that we're able to see all this pollution from you know automotive and 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 uh, and also the uh, factories polluting polluting all this, and you were able to see it. Well, we're not able to see that that much anymore because we have cleaned up our environment that we can't see that smog and and pollution and all that. But what was happening is now is that we have all this all this electromagnetic frequency pollution all around us. Everything from electricity to radio frequencies to uh, military band frequencies. And now in the last 20 years and getting worse, we're getting completely whacked by all these uh, electronic frequencies like from Wi-Fi, from uh, cell phone towers. So I wish that, you know, they would have like like clouds of different colors and we were able to see all these, you know, pollution. And you would probably, you know, we'll probably see it all around us that we're, we're walking in, breathing in, and more incredibly, this is going right through our body and God knows what it's doing to us in our energy systems because we are also batteries we are also direct current beings of energy so we are getting completely immersed drowning in all this electromagnetic pollution and and if you're beginning to see more and more recently more and more kids now with ADD uh, autism, uh, you have all these neurological, you know, um, disorders. Uh, I myself, uh, I have a little sports car and I have a, like kind of a club, you know, and then I have these younger guys and stuff and they have their sports cars and stuff and all. And, and I grew up with a lot of these guys when they were like, you know, kids and they grew up to be teenagers and now they're young men and stuff. And, I'm seeing them. They have a whole bunch of neurological issues, and they're saying, yeah, they're all screwed up. Uh, sadly, it seems like the older generation is healthier than the younger generation. And why is that? I mean, think about it. In the last 20 years, last 10 years, these kids are growing up, you know, with GMOs, uh, radio frequency, uh, you know, the, the cell phone towers, and all this is probably as they developed in the wound and the embryo grew, it's, it's being, um, I guess, um, you might say, influenced and, and, 
and mute, uh, mutated into deficiencies. And then now you add the whole thing with the vaccinations on top of it. You know, whatever you want to say, you know, the concept of vaccination, it, it might make sense. But why would they add all these toxic things inside the vaccinations? Toxic mercury and, and aluminum and then viruses in there. So, again, you know, that's kind of the final blow for these kids. And now these kids now are beginning to suffer. I'm predicting that within the next 10 to 15 years, how we had autism, like about 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it was one in 10,000 kids with autism. Now, the last time I heard is like one in 37 within 15 to 20 years. How the hell you go from one in 10,000 now to one in 37? Which they're saying that in the next 10 years, might be one in two might be autistic. So again, you can see something is happening. So I'm projecting that within the next 10 to 15 years, a lot of these kids that have been vaccinated and they didn't get you know, no autism, you know, thank God. But what I'm saying is that they might wind up getting huge amounts of cancer because then these vaccination also has these viruses that are cancer-forming. So I'm saying that in the next 10, 15 years, cancer rates within young adults, what if it turned around to be, you know, now adult, you know, teenagers are one in 10,000. What happens if it's one in 50 now? That adults are all beginning, young adults are beginning to die from cancer. And again, that's my uh, uh, projection, my prediction that we're going to start seeing that in the normal populations. So again, there's a lot of craziness happening all around us, and we're all beginning to see this and understand this. So again, one of the topics here is on electromagnetic uh, frequencies and pollution. So at, at this part of the show, I want to bring on Dave. Dave, are you on the call here with us? Yes. yes. Uh, great. Great. Uh, Dave, tell us a little bit about yourself. I've done a little bit towards the beginning of the show about you and your company and how you've been involved with this whole industry now for over 40 years. And please tell us a little bit about yourself, and and we can go from there. Uh, Well, um, I don't know what you said before, but um, I got my training, basically electrical training, I think. I went to the number one electronic school in the world. It was at Keesler Air Force Base in Biloxi, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And I was a, in the United States Air Force, and when I got out, there was uh, I, I went in my own business uh, because there wasn't any ads in the paper. I tell people that there wasn't an ad in the paper that somebody wanted a missile in somebody's bedroom or something. So mm-hmm. I um, went ahead and uh, started my own business, and I was quite successful. And then in about nineteen ninety late nineties, ninety seven, ninety eight, somewhere in that area. Uh, people started talking about their dairy cows being, you know, dying and getting very ill. And so I went out and I did some measurements, and uh, the cows wouldn't produce milk and things like that. So I started measuring this with their electrical environment, and, of course, the farmers would tell me, you know, this doesn't affect just their cows. It affects my wife, my children. They go into the barn. They pass out. Uh, they have heart palpitations. They have all these problems, and, 
you know, the ambulance comes, take him to the hospital, and they can't find anything wrong with him. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was the, the symptoms that they said were the symptoms that um, there's something called radio wave sickness, and so they were the symptoms of that. And so it was like, okay, the only way they could have those symptoms would be if they were exposed to higher frequencies, higher than the 60 cycle. Mm-hmm. And there was no military bases nearby or no big transmitters, and cell phones were pretty much non-existent mm-hmm. uh, in the late 90s, not like they are now. So it was like, where are you being, you know, uh, Wi-Fi didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like, where are you being exposed to it? Well, it's from modern-day electronic devices, and it gets on the wires, and it gets on uh, the ground eventually. So that's why I measured it, and I found it. And so that's kind of where it took off from there. So pe- people, that's how you were exposed to it, by people uh, having medical conditions by just going to the farm. Because I, I guess these people were sensitive toward, towards that. Like a lot of people are sensitive towards chemicals, certain chemicals. And, and I guess we can call them canaries in the mine, correct? Well, I think so, everybody yeah. is, and I don't know, sensitive would be the right word. But everybody's affected by it. Mm-hmm. It's just that if you and I were allergic to cats, and somebody brought a cat into the room, uh, you might break out with a rash. I might start having some wheezing or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I think everybody is affected by it, and people just don't make the connection. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when you can't see it. I mean, there's nothing right. there. Yeah, you can't see it. You can't taste it. You don't yeah. smell it. But it's there. Yeah. yeah, like I was mentioning uh, during the show, that I wish that these you know, pollution, these frequencies like radio and, and electrical and all this stuff, this, this pollution, it would be like clouds, you know, and there would be different colors for different frequencies and stuff, so we'd be able to see it. Like we did during the term of the century when we had all the industrial, and then people were able to see all the smog and all the pollution, and, and at least you were able to see it, and you can clean it up. But... In this case, you can't see it. I think if that, if you use that analogy, you probably wouldn't be able to see two feet. <laughs> really? Yeah, we're swimming in it, right? Yeah, today, yeah. In today's world, yes, it, we really are seriously. Wi-Fi, deck phones, uh, mm. security systems and buildings, yeah. uh, compact fluorescent lights, um, mm. all kinds of issues. I mean, not just the broadcast signals from the cell phones and things like that either, but. Mm-hmm. Can, can you explain some some of these uh, frequencies and you know where like you know you can go into detail into like h- how would it affect let's say our workplace how would it affect our our factories and then how would it affect our homes? Well, um, modern day electronic devices. Okay, let, we can start out with like uh, the Russian government and the World Health Organization, the Japanese government. Have done Russians mostly have done a tremendous amount of research on this, and they've actually made weapons uh, to cause problems with people. Mm-hmm. And so they pulsed the U.S. embassy. It was called Project Pandora, I believe, and you can look up on the internet if you want. Mm-hmm. But so the most biologically active frequencies are between four kilohertz and one hundred kilohertz. They say, well, what does that mean? Well, the four kilohertz, you can say, well. If you have a Mac uh, computer, they'll put 4.5 kilohertz back on the line. The Dell towers will put like 16.6 k- 
kilohertz back on the line. Uh, and when I'm saying line, I mean the wires in your home or building. <clears throat> the mm-hmm. laptops, most of the laptops nowadays will put 50 kilohertz back on the wires. 50. Compact fluorescent lights, the CFLs, the ones that look like a snake. Uh, we tested 76 of them for Trent University of Canada, and they put between 50 kilohertz and 100 kilohertz back on every wire. So you can have one down at the end of your driveway and be sleeping at night, and you're exposed to 50 kilohertz from that. Hmm. So those are the most biologically active frequencies. So these are things that are in your house that you are exposed to every day. Uh-huh. And so it, and like the compact fluorescent lights, not only do they put it on every wire in your home, they also radiate through space. Now, mm-hmm. 18 microamps, according to the National Institute of Health and Environmental Sciences, <clears throat> will put... It will cause cancer. It's, it's uh, associated with cancer in numerous well-programmed studies. If you're like 12 inches away from a CFL, like a desk lamp, 11-watt CFL, you we can measure 27 microamps going into your body. Hmm. I mean, it's amazing. How does our body is able to compensate for all this? Well, actually, uh, it, it can't. Uh, there's been a lot of research done, and the body is an electrical being. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have a cancer cell uh, in your blood, uh, the immune system it's, uh, says, okay, there's something here that doesn't belong, and it keeps it in check. The brain sends signals, and so it's a com- constantly communicating. Mm-hmm. And the communication is done on what we call neural transmitters. It's like the electrical grid of your immune system. And Professor Sam Milham has done some research in uh, Olympia, Washington, and uh, he checked people's urine, the neurotransmitters in their urine. Now, you don't want to have any in your urine, because if it's in your urine, it means it's like come out of your body. It's leaving your system. It's passed through your kidneys. It's leaving. And no one had less than 300 neurotransmitters in their urine working at this library. Of course, they're exposed to all the stuff that these computers put on, the wires and, you know, things like that. So then when he changed their environment, then nobody had more than three neurotransmitters in their urine. So if you don't, people don't die of AIDS. Uh, They die of pneumonia. They die of heart disease. They die of, uh, you know, cancers, things like that, because their immune system isn't working to keep it in check. So what happens here Mm -hmm. is this stuff according to the literature, affects your immune system. Mm-hmm. So, so that's it, why you might get, you know, some, mm-hmm. have some effect, and, you, you know, the person exposed to the same thing sitting right next to you has a different effect mm-hmm. or symptoms. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. It's just, it's just you just getting weaker and weaker. And let, 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 let's say if you got bed up, I like using metaphors and, and analogies, like a metaphor. If if you got bet up by two guys and got put in a the hospital, then your immune system and everything, and you're pretty weak. Now, if you turn around and you know, and you wind up getting beat up again in the hospital while you're already weakened, then it might wind up killing you or almost take you there. And that's kind of a disease, you know. You might have an infection that you're already weakened, and then you have an infection from the hospital or something that will push you over to kill you. So, 
So then realistically, our body is, is, is compensating for all this, and we're already weakened. So, you know, who knows what we might be exposed to, certain food that we might eat or, you know, some other exposure or something that's going to take us over into a more weakened state. So this whole thing that we're talking about, you know, uh, EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, um, if, if, if we go back towards, like I, I started the show, talking about the 1900s, how going back a thousand or two thousand years before, which we didn't have all this, right? Is that correct, uh, Dave? We didn't have all this stuff uh, two thousand years ago, a thousand years ago. Definitely not as much as a hundred years ago, correct? For electricity and all these frequencies. Well, yeah. There's a Dr. Robert O. Becker who was twice nominated for a Nobel Prize in the 1980s. He came out with a, he's written a couple of books, uh, The Body Electric and Cross Currents, I think was the other one. But anyway, he said in the 1980s, look, we are now being exposed to frequencies that we've never been exposed to before. Mm -hmm. They are the causes of the made-up diseases of the 80s and 90s, 80s, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he listed chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, ADD, ADHD. Now, if you take those symptoms of chronic fatigue and you take the symptoms of uh, fibromyalgia and you look at them, and you look at the symptoms of radio wave sickness, they overlap. They're the same thing. So why are you being diagnosed with chronic fatigue? So the Russians, at the end of World War II, uh, radar was developed. And the Russians noticed that, look, people who are working with radar and these communication signals and things like that are getting these set of, sets of symptoms, and they call it radio wave sickness. And so they came to the United States, and they met with some scientists in Arizona, and they said, look, you know, we should set limits on this. And the American scientists said, look, you know, you guys are from a third world country, go back, you know, we don't have anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, they did. They went back and they actually did the research on it, and they actually ended up making weapons with it. Hmm. Okay, but what a, the point is, is that that was back in the 40s, okay? Mm -hmm. So we, if you suffer from, you know, these symptoms, right? But way back in the 40s, we knew it was radio wave sickness, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I've read thousands of documents, and these symptoms are listed. There's a book called Electro... Uh, uh, it's by Dr. Carl Mara, I think it's Electromagnetic Fields and Life Environment or something like that. But he was a head of the research center in Prague, Czechoslovakia, and it was put into U.S. print in 1972. So here we are in 2016, uh, still diagnosing people with chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or something yeah. like that, ADD. When I went to school, we didn't have any kids that had ADD or ADHD. Yeah, mm -hmm. correct. And like I heard you say earlier, I mean, like autism, non-existent. Mm -hmm. Did not exist. No. So like Becker said, we're now being exposed to frequencies that you've never been exposed to before. So it's, it, Dave, I mean, realistically... Right now, I mean, it's like we're all in front of our computers. Uh, there's Wi-Fi, you know, <laughs> right in our homes. The most incredible thing, too, they're trying to put Wi-Fi in cars. I mean, how horrible is that to put a Wi-Fi inside your car? You know? Well, the Russians, they don't say it's safe. 
okay, but they say it may be acceptable, and they'll say 10 microwatts per centimeter squared, okay? So just remember 10 microwatts, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're 10 feet away from that Wi-Fi router, you will measure 2,000, okay? So maybe they're off by a little bit. So if they're saying 10, they don't say it's safe. They say it may be acceptable. And they did research on humans, okay? So if 10 may be acceptable, maybe they're off. Maybe it's 15. Maybe it's 20. Mm-hmm. But certainly not 2,000. That's where they go off. That's what, yeah. So if you take an actual 10 feet away from it, so if you're closer than 10 feet, it's more. Mm-hmm. But you can actually measure it from a Wi-Fi router or from your computer when you're sitting in front of your computer, right? You, you mm-hmm. know, you got this Wi-Fi signal going over to the router. You know, you're going to measure up to 2,000 microwatts per centimeter squared. That's just from Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Then deck phones. You know, years ago, we used to have these cordless phones. They only transmitted when you talked. So while you're on the phone, yes, you're being exposed to these higher frequencies. But when you hung up, you could fall asleep with it, you know, yeah. right beside your pillow in the bed at night. Uh-huh. Now we have these deck phones, they're called. You go down to the Walmart store or someplace, and you buy $179, you get a base station and four satellites. They mm-hmm. transmit all the time, 24-7. <laughs> they'll peg the needle at, at 2,000, 10 feet away. Hmm. What about now, this whole talk now? I mean, we're all kind of hooked on these devices, the iPads or Samsung devices, and definitely these Android or iPhones. What kind of damage is that doing to us? Well, according to the research, I mean, there's all kinds of research that's out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a doctor. I can't offer medical yeah. advice, but I uh, eventually you'll get cancer. Or I suppose that's mm-hmm. the worst case. But I mean, you're going to suffer from these symptoms of radio wave sickness. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're it's like microwaves. You, it's like living inside a microwave that's on. You're getting fried <laughs> at low power. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's no, your really... body can heal itself. Yes. But it, 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 you know, you do but, a little damage. I mean, you know, I have a cell phone, and I don't know where it is yeah. right now. Yeah. But it's, I don't keep it next to me. I don't carry it on me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. I answer my messages every so often, and or mm-hmm. you know, I look at them and see what they are. And if I have to, can, if I'm by my desk, I'll call them back on my regular mm-hmm. phone. But yeah. I try to limit my use to it. Now, yeah. does my body get some damage? Yes, but if when I'm away from it, I, the immune system should repair itself. Re- repair itself, yeah. And then what about uh, the most important thing is going to sleep? That's what the body goes to repair it, you know, to repair itself. And a lot of us might be, you know, right next to uh, outlets and next to, you know, all this electrical equipment around us. Uh, that's not helping us, you know, heal or rebalance, right? It's not. No, it's not. It, the high-frequency transients that are on the building's wires actually capacitively couple into the human body. So remember I said if you have like a compact fluorescent light down at the end of your driveway and it's on at night, it gets uh-huh. on every wire in the house. You can say, well, look, look, I don't have any of them. But it doesn't matter. If your neighbor has them, it's still coming in on your wires too. All right, so, so all right, let, let, let's look at this, David. Let's talk about this. We have... We have a house, right? Most people, you know, in the regular home. And it's just like a body. The body has a skeletal system, a skeleton. 
the bones. It's it's made up of the body. So the same thing is a house. A house has its structure, and inside the structure, there's all these wiring, correct? They go to each of the outlets and all, right? Each of the outlets, we use it for television. We use it for the washing machine or refrigerator. It goes to our bedroom light and all this stuff. So you're saying that if we have fluorescent lighting or other electrical equipment, it charges up, let's say, the whole skeleton or the whole skeleton system of the house, the whole electrical system, it just, like, it makes it, like, charge up, like, glow? Well, modern-day electronic devices, mm-hmm. okay, if you remember your grandfather when you went over to his house and you, he turned on the radio or the TV, you've seen the little vacuum tubes in there and they'd light yeah. up. Okay, that yeah. was a filament, okay? Mm-hmm. And th- that's what we call linear loads. All electronic devices run on DC current. So we have to mm-hmm. take the AC and turn it into DC. So basically with vacuum tubes, all we were doing is running the filament, the AC part, in the tubes. And it boiled like electrons would go up and then there was a collector and it, so that we have DC current, okay, where the current goes mm-hmm. in one direction. So now we have diodes, we have modern day, we call them switch mode power supplies. We change the AC to DC. And what to run our computers, our TVs, our, our mm-hmm. radios, whatever, okay? So when it does, there's a switching rate, okay? A switch mode power supply, and it creates high frequency transients, like little spikes, okay? Mm-hmm. They're on the building's wires. And so even if you don't have any of that equipment, it's still put on the building's wires from the neighbor's equipment and whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. And the same way with these compact fluorescent lights and things like that. See, we use current in short pulses. So what we did is we turned the current on, we turned them off. We turned them on, turned them off, okay? So when we turn it on, we get a little arcing, you know, like now you don't hear it or you know, something like that. And you'd have to have an oscilloscope or something that we can actually see it. But it's, anyway, it's these high-frequency transients that get on the building's wires. Now, if you made your, the human body was made into an electrical model, it would look like three resistors and two capacitors. The capacitors are short to high frequency. So when that energy gets above two kilohertz, those capacitors are short. So all the energy that's above two kilohertz, that energy will dissipate internal to the human body. So remember uh, the, that CFLs, they're 50 kilohertz to 100 kilohertz, depending on the brand. So that energy, is it gets on all the wires. And, of course, where are the wires? Above your head, below your feet, around mm-hmm. your body, you know, on the walls. And so it, it couples into your body, and it affects your body. Mm-hmm. So visually, you can say that if we all remember, like, Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> remember that show? Oh, yeah, sure. Michael Landon and all that little house in the prairie. They had no electricity. So technically you, you can, let's say, you know, imaginary or theoretically, you could have some sort of a heat gun or let's say an electromagnetic energy gun that was able to view the house. Like a heat gun, you can see the heat coming off, you know, like glowing. So if you had like an electromagnetic uh, energy gun for the these frequencies, Little house on a prairie, you know, the little house. If you sh- if you if you shoot at it, it would be completely cold and dead. There's nothing there. 
because there's no electricity. They had no electricity and nothing going through that. So, right. but if if you have a house now, a modern house, that thing will be bright as the sun. <laughs> More than likely, even if you don't have the equipment in there. Yeah. Uh, look, Professor of Medicine Samuel Milham. He's a world famous epidemiologist. He's written mm-hmm. seven bo- several books and and things on this. But he did some things way back on the electrification of America, and he showed where, like, the blacks in the South were the last people to get electrified, okay? Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen until the 50s. But the chances of those people having um, diabetes was, like, slim to none. But now they get the same chances as the rest of us, okay? Mm -hmm. So what happens is, you know, he showed where diabetics, increased. Look, there's like 22 million diagnosed type 1 diabetics in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it, it's really, it's like a rampant disease here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just diabetes. But, and Professor Havis has done some research that shows that, you know, this dirty power, these high-frequency transients that are on the building's wires affects people's blood sugar. Now, blood sugar is like a number, and you can take the number that's on the wall, this measure this energy, and you give it a mm-hmm. number, and you can look at a person's blood sugar. You can change the number on the wall, and you change their blood sugar. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't psychosomatically change your blood sugar, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So we've shown that with the progression of these modern-day electronic devices and, you know, electrification of America, all these diseases, including cancer and stuff, grow at the mm-hmm. same rate or a higher rate. Yeah, I mean, it, like like I was saying, that... If, if we're able to develop the technology, which I think that we would in the future, because that's the way things are heading, and if we're able to show like like a heat gun towards a little house in a prairie, you know, house with no electricity and stuff, it would be, you know, nothing there. It would be just, you know, it would just be black. There would be nothing there. But if you're able to show it now, like I said, that thing is probably glowing like the sun. It is so bright. And The, the other thing you would check is how about the health of the people? Uh, the people are probably yeah. healthier inside that house. Correct. And the whole the whole community. If you have a whole community, they won't have all the diseases and and autoimmune and, and inflammation, um, which is interesting because about a month ago, they were just talking about the whole thing with Cuba, how healthy they are, and they don't have modern medicine. <laughs> they don't even have much electricity out there. They they go through. Uh, power outages and stuff and all, and they don't have all the modern equipment, and they're healthy as hell in Cuba. Now that we're beginning to come over, and they're become they're beginning beginning to become uh, westernized or modern civilization, uh, you know, and we will see in the future that, and that has happened all over the world, all over the world where they were, you know, not civilized supposedly, they were healthy. As soon as they started bringing in or technology, I mean, I have nothing against technology here, Dave, and I know you don't either because it's a necessary thing that we need. But, you know, there is ways that you can ground it. There is ways that you can neutralize it. So there is a balance, correct? Yeah, I'm not going to give up my TV, and I'm yeah. not going to give up my computer. I need it to work. I need Mm-hmm. You know, but so the question is, I mean, is it all doom and gloom? Uh, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, can we use this stuff, and can we use it safely? And and mm-hmm. is technology available 
to do so. And, and uh, of course, mm-hmm. I look at things from an engineering standpoint. Yeah. And this is an engineering problem. So is there an engineering solution to an engineering problem? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the answer is yes. Um, yes. More than think so, I know so. Yeah, and saying that, we got about about a minute or two minutes left here, Dave. You can see time flies in a great show. Everyone, we are going to do a follow-up on this show next week. And, and Dave, and like you and I know, we're going to be talking about how we can clean up this electromagnetic pollution and how you can neutralize it and, and bring it down. And everyone, I will say that, you know, I've spoken to Dave. He sent me some devices that I was able to plug right into my wall and measure it, and definitely it made a huge of a difference, Dave. So let's talk about that the next coming week. Dave, uh, we got about a minute or so left. Please tell us your website. So uh, okay, uh, stetzerelectric.com. Okay. S-T-E-T-Z-E-R, electric.com. Okay, Stetzer, S-T-E-T-Z-E-R, electric.com. Everyone, definitely, 100%, go to his website. We'll talk about this next week. And our time just came up, Dave. Let's talk next week, and we'll go more into detail. Okay, great. Thanks. All right, David, thank you.